You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Okay, we are back. We are live uh, with the Thunderquack Podcast Quarantine Zone. I know the Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. You can get it every Tuesday morning on Patreon.com slash Thunderquack. Uh, or if you want to wait and get it late, you can get it on podcast services across the galaxy. Uh, I am, of course... Your host, Michael Cohen, and with me tonight for the Quarantine Zone, we've got special guest, Tyler Nickel. Hey, Tyler, how's it going? Hey, it's doing great. You know, I respect your audience so much, I am wearing pants for this. So wow, I just want to put that out there. Yeah. You know what? I, 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 I wish I was bold enough to not be wearing pants, uh, but, uh, but, but here I am, pantsed and, and ready to talk about some geeky stuff. Yeah. Um, in this day and age, pants are like showing up in a three-piece suit. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it, life is pants optional at the moment. That's for sure. Um, I definitely have spent a day in sweatpants, uh, not really caring about anything. Um, how 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 have you been doing? You're working from home, right? I am absolutely working from home for uh, Kabam. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, we for, make uh, mobile games. Yeah. So for, it's fine for for folks. Because uh, I don't, most of my audience is probably new to you. Um, there might That's be a few, a few crossovers, but uh, I, I, what, what, who, who the heck are you? Oh right, yes, I'll give the resume. Uh, my name's Tyler James Nickel. I'm a writer, performer, actor around Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, currently located within about you know one one bedroom apartment in New Westminster for the foreseeable future. But uh, I uh, host burlesque around town. I host wrestling. I've done voice acting in movies you haven't seen, and if you have, my deepest apologies. <laughs> and I, uh, I I also write for some mobile video games. Um, they're a little nerdy. Uh, you might have heard of the companies. Uh, one of them is for, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Marvel, And the other one is Transformers. Yeah. I, yeah, so you've gotten to put words in the mouth of uh, mouths of Deadpool I, I Optimus Prime. I mm-hmm. uh, most recently you you did a, a a good Grimlock story that was, oh yes uh, love that, me some Grimlock that was quite enjoyable. Um, well, him Grimlock King, so that's yes, important for us all to know. Exactly. I uh, yeah. So I uh, yeah. You you get to do some cool stuff. You're uh you're you're an exciting Ooh. person to have on the podcast. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, and this, I'll take this, it. This, I mean, like we've all we've done stuff on stage together. We've, we we did yes. a, an awards show, uh, a very very rigged, <laughs> very fake awards show, um, at the the Vancouver Retro Gaming Expo a few years back. Um, so you know we've got a couple of credits where we were both on the bill. Um, oh yeah, we've talked which, Star Wars before. Yeah, which means that that puts me one degree of separation away from Mark Hamill because you've you've worked on a movie that Mark Hamill also worked on, right? I've worked on two movies two, uh, right? alongside yes. and sharing scenes w- with Mark Hamill. Uh, and the best part about that is that uh, it was a trilogy. It is Howard Lovecraft. Uh, the first one is Howard Lovecraft and the Frozen Kingdom, Howard Lovecraft and the Undersea Kingdom, and finally Howard Lovecraft and the Kingdom of Madness. I play H.P. Lovecraft's dad. 
Um, and Mark Hamill comes in in the second and third movie, uh, which was interesting for me because in the first movie, I was doing a Mark Hamill impression. So <laughs> well, that's, didn't really yeah. think that was going to be a problem. <laughs> that's kind of perfect, um, so yeah, I share scenes where I'm basically aping Mark Hamill Joker to Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Luckily, we weren't in the same room for that, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I, cool. Well, um, I mean, like, I, I've known you now for, oh man, I don't even, I don't even know. I mean, it's been, it's, it's been over a decade because this will be the 10 it's, year yes. anniversary of 8 Bits of Destiny. So, um, uh, I've definitely known you since then. Uh, and uh, back back when when we were uh, much younger, uh, but I don't, I don't yes. think it's pretty. I think that we're much prettier now than we were back then. We've but, grown into our faces. Yeah, I, I, I but I, I, we were just we were just uh, humble geeks back then, geeking out about video games and. Now we and, are mighty uh, geeks. Yeah, yeah. Now geeks now among we're, men. We're high octane geeks. Um, uh, like, I, like Mad Max I will style. say that I, I had what is definitely for a long time going to be my peak nerd experience, uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I got to go to New York comic con. Um, but I got to go because I was sent by Marvel to host on the Marvel main stage at New York comic con, which mm-hmm. is pretty peak nerd. Yeah. It's pretty up there. But while I was there on Marvel's dime, I took a walking tour of the Ghostbuster film locations. Yeah, it this is hilarious because uh, you are the second person uh, on the Thunderquack podcast quarantine zone to mention the the walking tour of of uh, Ghostbusters film locations. Because Joe on Wednesday, uh, Joe Hogan, uh, uh, oh. he actually lives in new york he's he's he lives in staten island and he's a huge Ghostbusters fan so um so so it's the second time it's come up uh uh, this week uh and on this new temporary podcast that we're doing Um, (laughs) it's what we like to think of as being outside in new york and just standing in front of hook and ladder number eight in tribeca yeah um yeah and then going to other places that are very famous already like the the, the library and <laughs> museums and whatnot. Yep, I ran down the library stairs as fast as I could to try to recreate the scene. So. <laughs> awesome. I uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about tonight? We didn't we didn't prep this really. We we I just kind of said, hey Tyler, come no, on. No, we didn't at all. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about geeky stuff, and you said, okay, cool. I'll I'll, I'll think of something, I guess. And uh, oh, yeah, no, I have a plan. Yeah, there's okay. a plan in store. You don't even know. Um, so I have, uh, I am still a collector of physical media, which uh, in this day and age might become the new currency. Yeah. Um, like once, once the streaming stops, but we still have power, that little window, I'm going to be a king, yeah. but um, I still have a big old wall of DVDs and Blu-rays here. So I was going to just reach behind me uh, right here and grab one and then just start talking about it. That's uh, And I've already got a great one in my grasp right now. Uh, I would love to tell you about it. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a film. You can find this movie on YouTube. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, it's it's out of print right now, so I don't feel super bad about like telling you to go hunt it down. If a, if a special edition comes out, find it and pay for it. But it is a Vincent Price classic called The Monster Club. Um, it's it's not a film a lot of people have heard of, and yet. It is magnificently terrible. <laughs> so, so it, 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. It, so uh, this movie, um, it's one of those, like, it's it's an anthology film. Uh, it's from 1980. Uh, and this film is one of those ones where, like, there's, like, a uh, kind of connecting thread in between, like, four tiny horror movies that happen in between it. Okay. Uh, and in this movie, uh, <laughs> uh, Vincent Price is a vampire who bites John Carradine uh, from the howling and many other films and then takes him back to the monster club as he is a writer who he quite respects and wants to show him all these horror monsters to give him ideas for his next book. And in doing so tells him several horror stories, which play out as the little films in between. Uh, It actually ends on a magnificent speech from Vincent Price about how they have to enter in at least one human to the monster club because humans kill more of their own kind than any other monster. Mm -hmm. Um, It's quite the monologue. He also keeps calling them Humes, which I enjoy as a monster name for humans. Um, But the thing that elevates this from just a weird BBC made-for-TV anthology horror film is that on top of the weirdness of Vincent Price in a nightclub being a vampire and these horror shorts, is every couple of minutes, there's a full music video? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For like an underground British punk band that has decided to do monster-themed music? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. And it's not, yeah, and it's not like they're like, hey, let's play a couple seconds of this just to show they're in the nightclub no it is a from the start of the song to an end of the song three minute music video and it happens about four different times for four different completely bonkers songs so this like if you're looking for something that's going to hit all the notes of like cheesy horror british punk music the worst mask seen in the history of horror films like the monster club is where it is at for you this evening you're going to watch it you're going to regret it, but at the same time, you're going to love it. Awesome. Uh, that's great because, you know, people people need uh, uh, that extra content right now. Or at least that's they what do. I'm told. I, I don't have any free time um, with, uh, with, with kids and, uh, and, yeah. and working from home. But, uh, I, but, but I hear that everybody else is kind of getting bored. Um, have you know how have the days been for you? Yeah. Are well, you three D going... printed little clones of yourself. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I have you have you how, how like, run out days? of things to do? Or are you are you are you starting to go nuts? Or because for me the days are going by <laughs> so fast. Uh, they're not going by fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I I have been inside. I've been self quarantining. Uh, I don't have any symptoms or anything like that. But I am just you know. It's nicer. The more that people actually do this, the faster everything is going to go. Um, I did buy a VR headset before all of this happened, uh, not knowing this was going to be its main use, but wow, I'm glad I have a VR headset in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, um, got... that'll at least give you some opportunity. We hooked up the um, the the Xbox 360 and the Kinect today because I thought mm. um, it, I, I have fond memories of the Kinect. Um, I, which is a great way to set it up. I, I, <laughs> I was like in my brain, I was like, yeah, we have connect Disneyland adventures. If I set that up, uh, Kara is going to love it because in that game you can walk around Disneyland, 
Um, Ooh, can you wait in lines? Is that a big part? Is line waiting? You don't have to wait in lines, and that's kind of the best part. Um, You can just walk up to the characters and take a picture with them. You don't have to wait. Uh, There's all sorts of reasons why it's awesome. Um, (laughs) And and so I I went to all of the effort of digging out the 360, uh, hooking it up properly through the TV, like the the entertainment console and everything, and... uh, and and got it booted up and and uh, uh, the Xbox 360 is last generation uh, <laughs> and mm. uh, Connect Disney Disneyland Adventures is probably about midway through that generation so it's not the greatest looking um, and uh, yeah it it it's this is not what I would consider an excellent game it does not play well um, it is not intuitive. <laughs> Because uh, everything is hand gestures, right? And mm-hmm. there's this weird, like, uh, translation that you have to do from what a real human would do to what the Kinect can read and understand. Um, and, and I applaud Microsoft and, and the Kinect team and, and the game developers who supported it for mm-hmm. um, for doing what they did and, and, and being that bold with the technology at the time. But... Uh, it was not ready for prime time yet. Uh, uh, the most fun games are always the the dance ones. Um, so tomorrow we'll give uh, Connect Star Wars uh, a, a go. Uh, and oh, with some. just some amazing music in that Connect Star Wars. Speaking but, of weird cheesy songs, yeah, Oh my the, goodness, that Connect Star Wars. The most tragic thing about the 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 Microsoft Xbox Connect and and Connect Star Wars in particular is that those songs have never officially been made available. Um, and because right? some, some of those songs are great parodies. I, 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 I don't know. I, I personally feel that way that like they're great pop songs that then, the solo song will get stuck in your heart forever. <laughs> it's so good. And, and having Han Solo and Lando Calrissian have a dance off in yeah. uh, cloud city uh, in the carbon freezing chamber, it's like it doesn't get much better than that. Um, I can I can still do the little like bike dance from it, like the 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 speeder dance. Yeah, the speeder bike. <laughs> do it yeah. right now. You can't see. It's important. Uh, yeah. It, so um, we'll we'll bust that out tomorrow. We'll give we'll give Disneyland another try. But she lost interest very quickly because she was like, "Why do I have to stand?" Mm. And I was like, because you have to stand. That's how it works. This is, how this yeah, this works. is already this is already like just bull. I'm not, I'm off I'm off for already on this. It's just um, I it's, did just get it, it's it's funny because in Back to the Future Two, Elijah Wood famously says, "Oh, you have to use your hands. It's a baby's toy." Uh, when when uh, they play the <laughs> arcade game, the the um, the gunfighter arcade game, and I uh, yeah. I. That would have been 2015, <laughs> which we are now five years ahead of. And and my yeah. daughter is like... No, um, for mine, I, I just got Dance Central, yeah. which is great, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but she's like, hey, can we just sit down and play a video game with controllers? She's like, can we just play Mario Party? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy. Halfway through, she's like, Mario Party is much better. And I was like, cool. I don't appreciate the sass on that. Um, but uh but she's right. Mario Party Super Mario Party on this Nintendo Switch is a much better game than Connect Disneyland Adventures. But um yeah, why don't you why don't you grab another movie off of your shelf? We'll 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 we'll, we'll jump into that again. 
Sorry, one more time. I'm, I I lost you for half a second there. Oh, okay. Uh, why don't you grab another movie off your shelf, and we'll we'll. Uh... Oh yes, I have one here. Uh, let's see, it's right on the top of the pile. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm legitimately just reaching over my shoulder and grabbing stuff. By the way, this is a. Uh... Luckily, I have not organized my DVDs, so there's no alphabetical rhyme or reason. Uh, so I have just pulled from the pile another classic that you can probably find on YouTube, but not without all the special features. Uh, it stars. Uh, some very talented actors, including Paul Giamatti, David Hyde Pierce, and Molly Shannon. I speak, of course, about the forgotten pilot for The Amazing Screw-On Head. Okay, so with The Amazing Screw-On Head, uh, that's adapted from something, right? Is that a comic book? That is based on a comic book by Mike McNola, oh. uh, creator of Hellboy. Yeah. Um, it is Paul Giamatti as a robot in the age of Lincoln who is sent on paranormal investigations. It's his dreaded enemy, Emperor Zombie. You know, played by David Hyde Pierce. At this point, I'm I'm embarrassed that I didn't get all of that simply from the title. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is amazing. I think uh, Patton Oswalt plays Amazing Screw on Head's Butler. Um, it is also animated exactly in Mignola's art style. It is the closest adaptation of any of his comic work I've ever seen in my life. And it's hilarious. It is genuinely hilarious. Uh, so it's amazing screw on head. I'm certain you can find some version because again, it was a failed pilot. So it's not like they copyright enforce it that hard. Um, but you know, whenever possible, please make sure that all of your dollars go towards the artists who work so hard to entertain you in times like this. But at the moment, YouTube, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, about 25, 26 minutes because it was just a pilot. It was only ever made the one. Uh, it is a genuine crime that it never went to full series because uh, the writing is super tight. The animation is amazing. The world building is instantaneous. And I always love that. Mignola does have that ability where like he uses enough folklore and such that he never really has to give exposition on people. It's like, who's that? That's Emperor Zombie. He's the Emperor of the Zombies. What do you want? <laughs> like, it's fine. You get it. <laughs> he flies in a blimp. He has a uh, vampire mistress. You know, it's the Emperor Zombie. Um, one of our one of our live listeners, uh, Sherston, has just uh, commented, is Tyler's entire movie collection just MST3K episodes? And uh, I do uh, have a lot of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's actually... MST3K is a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good description of, of Tyler's sense of humor, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a bit of that. There's a bit of that. You're a little, um, you're I a was little def- more, more uh, uh, macabre at times, a little bit, a little bit darker. And, or a yeah, little bit more um, I would, uh, so at the, other times, but. Little vaudeville, little burlesque um, I actually still, as fuzzy as my memory gets sometimes, I can remember the exact moment where I wanted to become a writer and it was reading Douglas Adams. Hmm. Um, And it was the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy right at the start. The Vogon ships floated in the air the exact same ways a brick doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, oh, you can describe stuff by describing the opposite of stuff. I want to do that for money. And now I do, which is nice. (laughs) Uh, Cool. All right. Grab another movie. uh, Let's let's, let's grab grab another another movie. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go through the pile here. Oh, this actually is an interesting one because they uh, can talk about their streaming service right now. Uh, so there are two guys um, who make some of the best editing things ever. Their name are Joe Pickett and uh, Nick Pruer. Uh, and they do a thing which is a service. It is a service to mankind and a service to entertainment as a whole called the Found Footage Festival. 
Um, right now, if you do check on the Found Footage Festival, you can actually subscribe. Uh, they're given a 14-day free trial with their whole catalog up there. Um, and I think it's like six ninety nine a month after that. Well worth the price if you can swing it. And if not, 14-day free trial. Uh, they fought, it, it does what it says on the label. It is a found footage festival. They find old tapes and discarded dreams, and they edit them together into tight little like five-minute packages that are themed. And it is pure madness. <laughs> it is training tapes and old forgotten home movies and workout videos. And just like, I think one of the ones was Linda Blair did a training video on how to get revenge and a hundred percent of it was just telling people to commit felonies. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know, if uh, someone's bugging you, you can always take their front hose and put it through their mail slot. It's like, yeah, that's vandalism. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. not okay, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's, that's like, super illegal. That's, that's, that's not yeah, like. Who says that you have to put mail in their mailbox? I, I think the postmaster general and the uh, general laws of the state say that you have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could fill it up with tapioca pudding. No, you, you can't. I, again, I think that's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, it's, yeah. It's certainly frowned upon. I mean, it's not. Least. It's at the very least not encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> I would go so far as to say not encouraged. But yeah. yeah. Um, found footage festival. Uh, look them up online. I own every single thing they did. They were going to be doing a tour that went to Vancouver. Obviously, that is postponed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is for some just turn off your brain, deepest, darkest parts of humankind entertainment. Uh, I will give the caveat 100% not family friendly. You will see genitals in ways that genitals were not meant to be displayed, <laughs> which is to say it all. But uh, <laughs> but. Cause that's what's on some of the tapes are like medical training tapes and there's weird stuff in there. But yeah, it's, it's a hoot. Uh, if you're 18 and older, uh, found footage festival, uh, it is your new home to watch some entertainment and, and put some weirdness in your brain. Cool. Cool. Let's, let's, let's dig in again. Cause these are gems. I, oh, I have is... another one here, which is, Oh no, all of this shelf is good. I'm sitting next to the gem shelf. Um, I have a television show, which I want to see if you can actually remember this being a show. Okay. Uh, so this show was produced uh, by Fox. Uh, it starred Sarah Silverman, Eugene Levy, and Seth Green. It was a sitcom that ran for one season. Is Do you know Greg, which one I'm talking about already? Bunny? It is Greg the Bunny. Ah, there we go. I get some credit right there. Yeah, the second you said Seth Green, you some nice Fox credit. and Seth Green, I was like, that's got to be Greg the Bunny. Yeah, that's... Uh, that what what an interesting show that was uh not like ahead of its time i think if if a show like greg it the bunny really came was. out now on a streaming service i think it would be a huge hit um especially like like the people that you just mentioned um such great talents that's that that you just mm -hmm. mentioned like three incredible comedians um yeah I th like three of, of, of actually, I would say like Eugene Levy is one of my favorites. Um, it's, and Sarah he Silverman. is a genuine trick. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, man. Uh, what, what a, what a weird show. And, and Sarah Silverman's very interesting in it. Cause it was before kind of her public persona was solidified. So she, yeah. for a while, especially in like romantic comedies or comedies, she just played kind of the heavy yeah. Like she was the like, oh, like, oh, this is the very serious, no nonsense person. And now you're like, she is 100% nonsense. <laughs> like nonsense yeah. is what she brings to the table. 
Um, yeah, what's the... Um, yeah, for, the, for those who don't know yeah, what Greg right. the Bunny is, uh, Greg the Bunny purports a world where Muppet-like characters are actual functional creatures in the world. So whatever Muppet you've ever seen in a show is a living creature that is not run by a human being. They are actual uh, species that run around in the world, mostly as entertainers, uh, and they interact with, with humans. And Seth Green is the son of the director of one of the biggest like Sesame Street style shows called Sweet Knuckle Junction, uh, which is uh, just hired his best friend, Greg the Bunny, because Seth Green, of course, is best friends and roommates with a small brown bunny uh, in this show. Uh, and Sarah Silverman plays uh, the network exec, and Eugene Levy plays Seth Green's dad, which, if you look at it, does not work genetically, no. but whatever. <laughs> well, it makes no sense. No. But we'll allow it. It would be interesting to now be able to like redo it with Dan Levy in the Seth Green role. Yeah, yeah. I would pay good money to watch that series. Yeah, it's so interesting because uh, Shit's Creek obviously, uh, uh, in, like this is, was its final season. I think has it wrapped up yet? I think maybe it's got a couple episodes left. Um, I, I am behind, so I don't know exactly where they're at. But yeah, yeah, I, I think that there's maybe like three episodes left. It's it, we're getting there. It's very close to the end. Um, and uh, and I'm very interested to see what Dan Levy does next, um, mm. because because I think that his uh, his 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 stock uh, is is pretty high at the moment. But uh, that said, nobody's really making anything at the moment, unless they're making it quarantined mm-hmm. in their own home, uh, as such as such as we are right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as an example. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really cool creative stuff going on. Not a lot of big budget stuff <laughs> at the moment. No, even today I have been doing uh, some Vincent Price story hours, uh, yeah. which I've been enjoying. I, I just finished one before this, actually, uh, where I just read out poems and short stories as Vincent Price. Uh, it's real fun, real good way to wreck my throat. Um, so. <laughs> That's awesome. But again, um, it's inspiring because you just you got to do something. Like you just you have to fill the day. You got to fill the hours. And uh, I, I, as a performer, I had all of my shows for the next three months canceled. Yeah. So if I don't have strangers watch me do something stupid, I worry that I die like a fairy in a fairy tale. So, <laughs> you know, I like you, you, you are talking to the right person because uh, yeah, the, Crystal came on last night. I, I, and I, 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 I think that we did a really good episode. Um, but, uh, I, <laughs> three minutes in, I instantly regretted it because she's super not comfortable on the microphone cause she has no interest in other people hearing what she thinks about mm. stuff. Whereas um, I only people to know what I which, think. About. Yeah. Which is a totally normal human way to go about your life is to just be like, I am a, an individual human being and my personal opinion on things are not actually important to anybody else unless they're solicited. Um, whereas my way of thinking is, uh, I don't care if you asked, I'm going to tell you what I thought of the rise of Skywalker and you're going to listen to it. Um, oh, do we, do we need to talk about this? Is that a thing you need to, is, I'm sure you've spoken about it at length. Oh, but... You know, I've talked about it so much and I think, I, I think that Monday night is going to end up, uh, or actually I think it'll end up being Sunday night, uh, might end up being, um, Amanda and I doing a, a live watch along uh, for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, can I put Can I put one thought into the world? Yeah, go for it. 
my thought on Rise of Skywalker, um, first of all, all Star Wars is good Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it is a, like at the at the base level, you put it on, you're gonna get joy out of it. So yeah, there's, I want to get that. Hundred percent. Yeah, I am. I do not hate on any of it. I'm all the way from Phantom to Rise. I'm there for the ride. Um, it's good times. But <laughs> that out of the way, Rise of Skywalker is like when a grandparent gets you almost the present you wanted. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're like. It's transmorphers. It what's it's what you like, right? Like I know you tried. I know you put effort in. You yeah. really whiffed it, but I'm still gonna watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's um in Jingle All the Way, the holiday smash hit Jingle All the Way, uh, yeah. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, 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 Sinbad. And um, Phil Hartman. Don't get Phil Hartman trying Phil to sleep ha- with yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Phil Hartman, <laughs> and of course Anakin Skywalker himself, Jake Lloyd. Um, oh. Gee. <laughs> uh, poor poor jake lloyd poor sweet jake lloyd um i but uh in that in that film i obviously uh arnie's after the turbo man uh action figure uh but all the stores have left is booster his his pink saber tooth tiger sidekick and uh yeah yeah rise of skywalker would be like getting booster for christmas when you ask for two turbo man a hundred percent um it is a genie wish of a film yeah where it's like you wanted closure on this right yeah yeah <laughs> you got it now no like inarguably i now have closure on it I, yeah <laughs> yeah um but we have mandalorian still and it is perfect and it is holy yes, we have the mandalorian thankfully actually i mean big news today i sorry i used the wrong word big rumor out there today that rosario dawson has uh been cast in season two Mm. of the mandalorian as ahsoka tano now weird it's weird timing it's it's very weird timing the source is a good source uh peter scaretta on slash film and like he's not a, a, a clickbait type of guy and he is connected so um it's entirely possible that this is a real story um that said until it's confirmed by lucasfilm it's a rumor um it's not news, but everybody's kind of reporting it like it's news. Variety reported it, so that kind of lends a bit of weight to it. Um, but it, it's weird timing because tonight, or today, this morning, was the first episode uh, of of uh, the the Clone Wars arc in the final season that that's mm. actually focused on Ahsoka. So people are already searching for the for for Ahsoka. Like it's a it's a uh, I don't want to say a trending topic, but it's sort of in that it's it's out there right now, right? Ahsoka yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a is a topic of conversation among Star Wars fans. So if you were going to drop an article like that, today's the day to do it because people are already searching, and then they're going to find your article and they're going to click on it, and, and you're you're going to get your clicks. The other thing that's weird about it is that like obviously, uh, nothing is in production right now. No, uh, very few things are actually are actually doing anything, um, and uh, the Mandalorian season two thankfully wrapped shooting about a week and a half ago. I think maybe a week mm-hmm. ago, um, kind of right before all of this this craziness started coming down uh, the pipe. So, um, the like if if that's true, then they already shot it or. It would be weird to cast her right now to shoot something. Or is for she like voicing that. some heavily CG'd version of yeah. her? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, 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 
and and then the other part of it is is um look i'm all for rosario dawson playing ahsoka i have no problem with that zero problem whatsoever um i in fact i i think that she would be great in that role um i really like rosario dawson that said there's a there there's a big contingent of star wars fans that if ahsoka made the transition to live action would want to see ashley Eckstein in mm. that role um i again like in the same way that i'm like uh, rosario dawson like i'm skeptical until this is announced in in in, in sort of the the same the same measure uh saying like oh i would if they're gonna do it i would want ashley Eckstein. well ashley Eckstein's not really she has done on-screen stuff she's done like disney channel type stuff but the Mandalorian is now high profile, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I mean, like when you put her up against the likes of of Gina Carano and Carl Weathers, I think that she'd hold her own. But um, not 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 meant that is not meant meant to be a dig at the two of them. But like I'm just saying that that we're not talking about Academy Award performances, and they don't need to be Academy Award performances. It's Star Wars. Um, it's all ridiculous stuff anyways it's it, it, it is space. some sizzle real funness and it's just uh yeah some fluff um but uh, uh yeah i i don't know that i would necessarily want to see ashley Eckstein in that role either my thing is that i kind of just feel like you don't put her in live action uh, hmm. i know that it's what a lot of people want i don't think that it would be a wise choice the 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 last thing i'll say on it is that um, Ahsoka's character? This is uh, the Mandalorian takes place seven years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. The last time we saw Ahsoka was the end of Star Wars Rebels, uh, I, which is like uh, it's implied that it is it is very quickly after the end of Return of the Jedi, after the end of the war. Um. Now that that might be referring to the to the Battle of Endor, it might be be referring to the Battle of Jakku. It's Star Wars. Who cares? Um, it's all very technical. Uh, uh, but uh, in, in any case, the last time that we saw her was much earlier than seven years after after Return of the Jedi. Um, which means that to have her show up in the Mandalorian, assuming that the Mandalorian season two takes place immediately after season one, which I, I think that it might not. I think that we might take a little bit of a jump. I think there might be at least a year um, in between the seasons. Are we going to see uh, the child grow up baby Groot style where he'll just like be a bit of a teenager? That's, that's, that's kind of my, my gut feeling is that, is that they might jump time a little bit to have, um, to have that character evolve a little bit um, so that, you know, cause I don't think that you can do season one again. You can't do uh, precocious little baby unscrewing things and trying to use the force and, and comedic beats and stuff. Uh, it's all awesome in season one, but if you did that in season two, you'd just be repeating yourself. What's the point? Um, and John Favreau and Dave Filoni are the type of creatives to, to just play the greatest hits. Um, which... I mean, listen. I've had ice cream once. Why would I ever want to eat it again? <laughs> what? Because it was delicious and I enjoyed it so much. No, new challenges ahead. Make this ice cream hot. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see uh, how this how this plays out. The other the other thing that's out there is that man. I want to say back in like even December, um, a couple of sites were reporting that uh, the next animated project coming from Lucasfilm uh, is is actually a series that takes off where the end of Rebels left off um, mm. uh, with Ahsoka and Sabine. Uh, uh, searching for Ezra and that 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 was obviously like sort of planted at the end of that series to 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 set up another series so um the the rumor is that that's what's coming uh and and some of the rumors even point to it coming at some point this year um which if it is in the offing I think that Disney is going to be doubling down on something like that to try and get it out um this year because I think one of the things that we're going to see in the next six months is a lot of stuff that was supposed to come out this fall is going to get pushed to mid season or, uh, uh, maybe even later. Um, because people think about the production phase of it. They think about the, the actual shooting and the fact that sets are being shut down, but, um, post production is going to be hit by this as well. Um, it's, it granted, a lot of people working in posts sitting in, in, in a dark room by themselves editing or or uh, uh, doing 3D renders or, or what have you. Um, but it, it's not that people won't be working on stuff. I just think it's going to shift timelines because it's going to be that much harder to coordinate a production schedule um, when people aren't in the same building. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it, it can get complicated <laughs> yeah exactly uh and sometimes you need to have two or three people in a room to to look at something and hash something out Th- thankfully we live in an era where uh we can we can do teleconferencing pretty easily and and everybody can can stay connected that way so i think that like the mandalorian as a great example for season two i think that they're probably pressing on with with post-production um and and getting that sorted out and figuring out everybody's sort of work from home strategies and whatnot but um does that mean that they'll still make their what i think that they were saying november um uh launch for season two i don't know right um and, and similar with an animated project it would be interesting especially because with lucasfilm animation they they rely very heavily on on asian studios uh, and, mm. uh, and and obviously parts of Asia have been very uh, heavy hit with, with with this whole thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I expected an announcement on on whatever uh, Lucas Animation was doing next um, at the end of the Clone Wars, right? When when because right now they want the conversation to be about that. Everybody going to Disney Plus every week to to tune into the Clone Wars um, and sticking around for that. And then I expect that, like, the week of the last episode of Clone Wars, they'll be like, here's the series finale of Clone Wars, and tune in because we're going to have a, a sneak peek of what's coming next. Just like the, uh, I think it was like the week before Rise of Skywalker, they were like, hey, tune into this week's episode of The Mandalorian for a sneak peek at, at Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I think they'll do the same sort of thing with whatever the next animated project is for Disney. Um, 
Which, Not speaking of animated so. project film, I, I am very glad that Onward is speeding its way to people right now. Because yeah, uh, that, that did get shortened in theater. And I did enjoy it. I actually have cosplay from it now. Um, I thought Onward was great. Um, yeah, everybody everybody who's seen it, uh, uh, who managed to get out to see it that first week that it was out, mm-hmm. um, has said good things. I didn't manage to get out because we literally, like, the week that it opened was when this was all kind of starting. Like, when the murmurs were starting. And I we had kind of planned to go see onward in the theater on that Saturday. We were, we were going to go that Saturday morning. Um, and I, I, I said to Crystal, I was like, I don't, I don't think this is necessarily a great idea. I don't think it's, mm-hmm. it wasn't at that point. Like I, this is dangerous, but I was like, let's just avoid a, a crowded opening weekend movie theater and, and maybe wait a couple of weeks. And here we are a couple of weeks later and everybody's locked in their houses. Um, yep, but uh, April third it will be on Disney Plus. So. Yeah, April third. So, um, yeah, and and you know what? I might actually, I might actually bite the bullet and give them the the extra money. Uh, yeah, of time uh, because I do because we I do were like planning that. It, it. It would have cost us about fifty dollars to take I I the kid and and for both of us to go. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, to go see it cassie doesn't cost anything because she doesn't eat popcorn and she doesn't need a movie ticket but um but for the for the other three of us it, it, between movie tickets and snacks and everything it would have been about 50 bucks so 20 dollars is actually a savings um yeah there's that up. um I, I will like so as pixar and I'm not spoiling it for anyone because again it's coming out soon everyone will get to enjoy it uh, but as Pixar movies go, it was an interesting one of a lot more straightforward, a lot less, I want to say, like, almost poetry to it. Like, it was, like, very linear, like, hey, we're, we've got this path in mind, we're going to get it done. But in that same way, I thought it was, like, very beautiful and in the in the way that, like, Inside Out can be shown to a child who's, like, dealing with depression. This yeah. is definitely a good movie for someone who has maybe had a loss in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like, hey, this whole thing's a metaphor for that. Would you like to have this? You can have a vocabulary about what you're feeling. <laughs> like, <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, cool. Well, you know what? I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, Great. Uh, thank you so much, Tyler, for, for joining me. I, I, you know, initially I was kind of like, I, I went through my Rolodex and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ask these few people and I'll probably need to fill two weeks or something like that. <laughs> um, it's looking like this will probably be a, a thing that goes on for a lot longer. Uh, oh yeah. I'm not even leaving the house until April. So yeah. So I, I, we may cycle our way back around to you, Tyler. And it's fair. Uh, and have you back on because this was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I, uh, I will say, uh, for those of you who are Transformers fans, uh, I do highly suggest our game Transformers Forge to Fight. I also suggest you check out the forums on Monday for no particular reason about no particular announcements that I want to talk about later. Awesome. Uh, there you go. That's our exclusive scoop. That's as, that's as, as, even then. That's probably broaching pretty close to what my company wants me to say. Yeah. Like that's that's as tight as I can be on that. But I will say, yeah, it's gonna be neat. It'll be cool. neat. It'll be a neat thing to look at. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Where, where can people find you on the interweb? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at dorkzombie, that's D-O-R-K-Z-O-M-B-I-E. Uh, and you can find me on TikTok now uh, because the quarantine is really inspiring some TikToks. Uh, and that's going to be uh, at Mr. Nickel, M-I-S-T-E-R-N-I-C-K-E-L. 
uh, for those. Uh, and also, I have a plug, not for my own thing, if I can, if I can reach out to your audience, because I have a yeah. thing I think they'd like. Uh, there is a book called Lady from the Black Lagoon. I am suggesting it to every human being capable of enjoying books. Uh, it is by Mallory O'Mara, and it is the true story of Millicent Patrick, one of the original designers of the creature from the Black Lagoon, and one of the first technical animators for Disney that was a female. Um, it's an amazing book. It's part autobiography, biography, detective story, Hollywood history book. It is an astounding piece of work by Mallory O'Mara. That's Lady from the Black Lagoon. Just came out on paperback. It's available audible. Uh, digital, just go put it in your brain. It's really good. I want awesome. to talk about it with people. <laughs> cool. Uh, excellent. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to, to our, uh, our very modest audience of, of, of three, uh, two, three. I don't I'll know. Take what of, I get. I don't know it's if fine. one of those is me, but uh, one uh, of them even did a count blah reference of, uh, yes. I get blah. So I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I thank you for joining us live uh, or or after the fact on on uh, the Thundercrack uh, podcast uh, uh, RSS feed or uh, however you're listening to this. Uh, of course, uh, if you want to uh, check out more great podcasts, head to thunderquack.com uh, for all of those. Uh, and uh, and if you like what you heard, you can support us by uh, first and foremost leaving a rating and a review on the podcast service of your choice. Uh, I you know, it doesn't even have to be the one that you're actively using. Go go to a different mm. one if you want. Just spice try it, it out. up a little bit, right? Um, uh, of course, you can also uh, go to store.thunderquack.com and pick up some merchandise. And uh, and uh, last but not least, you can head to patreon.com slash thunderquack uh, and get uh, pledge your month. Sorry, support us with your monthly pledge of support. That is not how I usually say it. No, it I'm was all... smooth as butter. I yeah, loved it. Was it? Uh, let me let me get a let, let me give it a try. Ready? Yeah. And if you go to Patreon.com, you can of course pledge your monthly support towards the Thunderquack Network. Get all that entertainment a little bit early, and know that your money is going to a good cause. And that cause is keeping people indoors in front of microphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, there you go. Awesome. That was my smooth announcer voice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you everybody again for joining us, and uh, we'll be back. I, I, for those of you who do support us on Patreon, we'll have a new Thunderquack podcast on Tuesday morning, uh, or you can, again, wait and get it late uh, next Friday. Uh, but we'll be back with the Quarantine Zone on Wednesday night at 8.30. Uh, I will have Curtis Finley joining me, um, which uh, you guys should be familiar with Curtis. He was my host on the Pullbox podcast and technically is still my host on uh, the Cartoon Afternoon podcast we're just on an indefinite hiatus um mm. uh but uh he wants to come on and talk about some of this craziness with uh with everything uh, uh in the industry kind of shifting uh to to accommodate uh all of us being quarantined uh but uh, so that'll be wednesday and then i've got some other great guests lined up for for thursday and friday this week as well. so much better <laughs> yeah uh, I'm saving the best for last. Uh, no, I thank That's you, fair. Tyler, for joining us. Uh, and yeah. I, I will catch you guys next week. May all of your quacks be thunderous. <laughs>